The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. A huge show in store for you tonight as we got a lot of LSU to talk about. Uh, a lot of things to talk about. Uh, camp injuries. Uh, might go on a little bit of a Rafino's rants. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But it will be toned down a little bit tonight. Like, probably not three or four, but you know what happens when I get a going. Sometimes you can go to four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We'll see. But Rafino's rants, we will talk about some camp injuries that are occurring at LSU. Nothing to really freak out about. Maybe a guy here or there that might be out for a little while. Uh, early UCLA breakdown. I broke down LSU, uh, UCLA film the last couple of weeks. I'd, like I've told you, I've been doing today. I gave my entire take on UCLA as we are, guys. Look, this Saturday, one more. This Saturday would it be two more Saturdays, and then you will have college football. So, boom, boom, the fourteenth, the twenty something, the twenty first, and I think what you have uh, college football that next Saturday. So, it was it two or three more Saturdays, and we're right here. It's twenty four days away from some LSU football. So we will talk about UCLA. We'll talk about the key breakdowns that I see and how LSU can start off the season very hot and get ready to go. So we'll touch on that. Bill King, the king of college football, the man, the myth, the legend, Bill King joins the show around 7.20 p.m. Central Time. Guys, literally, he is the voice of college football. We will talk to him. We will stick around the SEC. We will talk to him. Obviously, you know I'm going to ask him some LSU questions, what he thinks. Uh, but we will go around the SEC with the king of college football. Did Ed Orgeron do it again? Guys, if one thing is imminent about this team, I think Ed Orgeron has a good supporting cast around him. So did Ed Orgeron uh, do it again? And if we can get to it, who would you take? What we're going to do on Wednesdays, who would you take Wednesday? Um, we're going to take uh, two big-time LSU players from the past, and I'm going to get your interaction. I'm going to tell you to put your answers in the comments, uh, and who would you take? So tonight will be Odell Beckham versus Jamar Chase. So which one of those guys will you take? Wait to put those inside the chat until later on tonight, but we will get 
into it. All right, let's get to a couple of comments before we get started with the show. David says, uh, let's go, ball. Also puts one that has the EAUX. So does Robert Plaisance. Kurt Paul says, good evening. Good evening to you, sir. Craig Schilling, our good friend and the GOAT of breaking down AYS film and putting them into legendary gifts. Craig Schilling is in the building. And Blaine Smith says, finally, The Rock has come back. I wish he'd come back to uh, AYS. We can have a good uh, thing. Ryan says, entry comments. Coach O said on WWL, yeah, we'll touch on that a little bit. I think everybody's going to be talking about the Glenn Logan news. Uh, so we will we will touch on that for sure. But before we get started, guys, I got to thank my good partners over at Believe Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to AYS and Believe Podcast on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell as we go live. And, we, and starting Monday, we'll be pushing a lot more content onto our YouTube channel. So be on the lookout for that. If you're on Facebook Live, do us a favor by hitting the like and share and YouTube, but hitting the like and share, share to your social media, share to your pages. And if you're on Periscope Twitter, do us a favor by hitting that retweet uh, as well. And if everywhere you listen to us on podcast, don't forget to subscribe there as well as our podcast audio side has been blowing up the last couple of weeks. So I greatly appreciate everybody that's listening to us on the podcast side of things. So I'm really looking forward uh, to, to doing more things and, and TikTok. Guys, I've been telling you about our TikTok. Go follow us there, AYS Rafino. So let's pay some bills around this thing. We'll get to the comments. I might go on a little bit of Rafino's rants, but we do got some some news we got to talk about with Ed Orgeron, and then we'll get to some UCLA before we get to Bill King. None better than our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons who can service you guys. You break down the side of the road, they will come and get you in the greater Baton Rouge area. If your car breaks down or needs a little work, they can service you. And our good friends over at BetOnline, .ag. Guys, I've been telling you every single day over the last two months, actually three months now, now that uh, mobile betting is legal in the state of Louisiana, you got to get over to BetOnline. Nobody's better at the online betting app than BetOnline, so get over there today. And we'll, after, this, after this little break, we'll be right back to get all your comments. Guys, with 63 years of experience, no one is more equipped to service in your vehicle, RV, camper, tractor than GM Varno and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor on chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Or go see them over at 2500 Florida Boulevard in Denham Springs, Louisiana. And our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Guys, I've been mentioning this for over three months. you got to get over to BetOnline today. Sign up. You'll get 50% off your first welcome bonus. You want to bet on NFL. You want to bet on college football. You want to bet who's going to win the Heisman. They have all of those odds there. Get there right now after – or not right now because you're listening to the best damn college sports show in all of the state of Louisiana. But after the show, you need to get over there and sign up so you can get 50% off that first welcome deposit and bonus. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. I know you guys hear Ben. He's a screaming. If you don't know who Ben is, Ben is Ben's my son. Uh, Kevin A. Bear says, "Go get him, Blake. Let's do it, dog." Uh, Mario says, "Go Tigers with the Canada with a Canada flag." That's what that CA means. That's what that CA means. I didn't know what it meant. I mean, meant all this time. I had to go um, look it up on uh, because it doesn't pull it up here. Um, Ryan or uh, Dylan Landry, excuse me, says Jordy Collada has been saying the same thing about receivers, huh? Interesting, very interesting. So is uh, Moscona. Everything we've been saying has kind of been repeated over the last couple of days. But in Jordy's defense, I'm talking more about Moscona. Jordy's defense, he's been out there every day. I mean, it's not a secret anymore. Brian Thomas, the wide receiver, the true freshman wide receiver out of Walker, is turning heads. Now, LSU's never had a guy, really. I mean, they've had guys that are freshmen that come in and have success. That's not what I'm saying. But at wide receiver, you've never had a 1,000-yard receiver, ever, 
in the history of LSU. So can this kid come in here and do it? I don't know. You have a lot of uh, upperclassmen, Jare Jenkins, Trey Palmer, Devontae Lee, a lot of guys that have seen action and been around LSU for a long time. Does Brian Thomas move his way up to being the number two? That could be easily something we can see because if camp is any indication of what's going on, he's burning Eli Ricks on uh, on the field and on film. He's he's giving Derek Singley all he wants. This is and guys, these are two really good corners. Got kids going over the middle. Got kids burning people on fades. You better watch out for him because he's coming. Uh, Dale Broussard says uh, Dwight McLaughlin's status. Yeah, it looks like he was on a scooter the other day. Um, looks like an ankle sprain. I don't. I don't know how bad it's going to be. Uh, they don't think it's going to be too terribly bad. Maybe he can be back for Week One. Um, so we'll see on that. But so the big news tonight was is Ed Orgeron did say on WWL Radio. Uh, I, I'm guessing with Mike Dettelier but said that Glenn Logan, defensive end senior Glenn Logan, who I talked about last night at at some length, um, is going to be out for for a good little minute. I mean, look, you can – I don't mean this in a wrong way to Glenn, but you can – I don't want to say you can have an injury at this position because you don't want to have an upperclassman go down. But if there's a position group where you're going to have a guy out for some time – that's definitely a position group on this team that you're okay with somebody being out that can step in. I don't think the film that I've been watching from LSU going to practices, I don't think that no matter who it is, a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, fifth-year senior, it doesn't really matter who would have been there, healthy or not. Nobody's stopping Jaqueline Roy from getting in the being a starter. That's not going to happen. I mean, he's pushing guys around all over the field. I'm just calling it like I see it. Now he's had some struggles at times. Chasing Hines, you know, gets beat a play. He turns right around and gets after Jaqueline's ass. That's just a stone-cold facts. But after we what we saw from Florida, after what we saw from Ole Miss, and the latter part of the season with Jaqueline Roy, what we saw at Arkansas, I don't think you're going to have the, the – the, I just don't see where Ed's going to sit here and say, why am I keeping this kid off the field? Now, Joseph Evans, as I reported Saturday, as I reported Sunday, or or Saturday, Sunday, as I reported Monday, Joseph Evans, and now everybody's saying, oh, Ed wasn't lying. Joseph Evans is starting with the ones. (laughs) Guys, I've seen it with my own two eyeballs. No duh, he's starting with the ones. But Joseph Evans, who's gonna who's gonna be on the other the other guy beside him? Is it gonna be a Neil Farrell? Who, who, quite honestly, guys, Neil Farrell is an, also a guy who came on late in the season. Had two, like I'd say, I mean, I, I'll give him the fourth one, but four huge stops at Ole Miss got you a huge sack late against. I mean, Florida and then Ole Miss. So I think that those are two guys that might see the starting role. But there's no way that you keep Jaqueline Roy out of that starting lineup. Just an interesting take. I mean, an interesting part of what goes on with camp. Do not freak out. Do not freak out about or don't just don't stress yourself about camp injuries. Now, if Ed comes out and says that an injury is a little a little too tough uh, and guys are going to be out, okay, take it. But if he says a guy Ty Davis Price, a guy's nicked up, don't don't worry about that. Don't worry about that at all. Uh, LSU Tigers on Tiger Bait, Mike Scarborough. What's up, my friend? Says Big Blake rolling out another great show. I appreciate that. We were I was on with Mike Saturday after LSU's practice. Probably going to be making my way uh, out there, going to practices, and then uh, going live with Mike. So be subscribed to Tiger Bait, uh, and we'll be giving you some uh, some analyses. Analyses. That's because it's plural, right? Analyses. Analysis <laughs> after uh, practice. Lonnie Young Jr. says we need to set up an AYS fantasy football league. I think that'd be awesome. No, I, I we did it one we did it what two years ago and it was horrible. People were yelling at me and you know mad. And then I, I you know I was about to win and then I pulled like I, I like cut everybody because they were mad. They said I rigged it. No, you guys can do it. You guys can do it and tell me about it. Somebody make an AYS league, fantasy league. I ain't doing it. Uh, Blaine Smith says, Glenn Logan hasn't took a step forward. Hope he recovers. Yeah, he he needed a a step forward. That's for sure. 
That's for damn sure. Stephen Miller, the Miller man, the man that drinks the Millers from Meadow, the Meadow Oaks crew, says the day got a day off today is surely much needed building up to the scrimmage this weekend. Yeah, talking about absolutely. Absolutely it is. 1,000, even more than 1,000%. Guys, they've been going hard for, what, six days now, seven days now? They needed the time off. They needed the time off. Uh, Dylan Landry said, Bill King is the man. Yeah, he is the king of college football, man. Has been for a long time. I go on his show every Wednesday. He's going to grace us uh, with his presence today. Uh, we'll wait for the Jamar Chase and uh, the who would you pick? Um, we're not going in there yet. Uh, Henry Pooh Bear says Ty Davis Price one, Emory one A, Godwin, uh, Connor, Josh Williams. Don't sleep on my man Josh Williams now. Don't sleep on my man Josh Williams. Okay, I think those two freshman running backs are fantastic. But here, here was kind of my Rafino's rants. Okay, because I I heard a lot of people talking about this. And, and, and it kind of pisses me off. It doesn't matter if you're on scholarship. It doesn't matter if you're a walk-on. If a kid comes on a team and is a walk-on and he's beating your scholarship players, it does not freaking matter if a kid – and I'm using Josh Williams as an example. Using Josh Williams as an example. It doesn't mean two freaking Rudy Poos. If that kid can play, you play him. So what, you know, look, if he's doing better than Corey Connor, if he's doing better than Amari Goodwin, doesn't mean those two guys aren't going to be good. Josh Williams has been in this program for how long now? Where's Josh Williams? 27. Josh Williams has been in this program. Well, shit, he's only been in here two years. <laughs> Don't do not. That was a bit of my Rafino's ranch. If Josh Williams is going to ball out, you give him the freaking rock. I, I'm just throwing that out there. It's part, guys, if, if there is no loyalty, and I hear people around in the media around here talking about, oh, well, this guy is seniority. Who gives a shit? Like, who gives a shit who's got seniority when a, a young guy, a freshman, a walk-on? I don't care if it's Bobby Boucher, the water boy. If his ass can go out there and play, and he's eligible academically and f- through uh, eligibility, you let his ass play. See, I thought I was going to have that one toned down tonight. But Pooh Bear brought it up. It got me worked up. I don't. Get, I, I, I hate the analogy. Oh, he's got to prove something. Guys, ain't nobody proved shit on this team so far. There's only a handful of guys. Derek Stingley, Eli Ricks, uh, Kayshawn Boutte, Max Johnson. Everybody else, quite honestly, you ain't proved a damn thing. You ain't proved a damn thing. Talk, and you're going to have to have this camp to show what you can do and prove that you can go out there and ball out. I think Liam Shanahan, I think Ed Ingram are some guys that have shown some stuff. I think Austin Deckler. So there is four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys and a team full of 100 kids. So let's not act, you know, uh, Austin Deckler, like I've been saying, there's nothing he's not going to see. I mean, he's going to break the LSU record for most starts by an LSU player. He's seen it all. He's got nothing to prove. I mean, he doesn't want to keep going out there, but I'm tired of this. You know, everybody's talking about Jared Small. Ed Orgeron keeps telling you, look, this 5'9 kid that plays linebacker, look, he's a walk-on, but the truth is, he is just making serious plays. So what? He's not a scholarship kid. Who gives a shit? Stop with that. True freshman Brian uh, uh, Brian uh, Thomas Jr. comes in, starts taking reps. Okay, who cares? Means he's balling out. Love Trey Palmer to death. Love Devontae Lee to death. Kids from my local area. If Brian Thomas is going to beat them, he's going to beat them. It's about winning football games. Stupidest takes I've ever heard in my life. God, dog. Whew. Um, Bob says on Facebook Live, who the punt returner for us this year? Who will be the punt returner for us this year? I think Sage Ryan is somebody that Ed Orgeron's brought up twice when asked about that position. Now you got Trey Palmer who who returned a kick for a touchdown who they like a lot 
at that position. Um, I mean, obviously you have Derek Stingley, but guys, uh, due to the injury concerns, I, I don't know if LSU is going to risk Stingley uh, going back there returning punts. We already know he's more than likely not going to play offense, and him and his dad are cool with that. I know a lot of people are hinting that, but I will tell you, I'm I'm almost a hundred percent sure Derek Stingley is not going to play offense at all because you have, one you have so many weapons on the outside, and what are you going to do it for? I mean, let him focus on what he wants to focus on. He's going to be probably be a top five pick in the NFL if he wants to play corner. Let him play corner. Let him focus on that. Let him focus on that. Jonathan, yes. Um, Josh says, I hear Burns had a beautiful one-handed pick at practice. Yeah, we talked about that. What was it, Monday or Tuesday? I forget the days, but he did. Uh, Nussmeyer with the timing route that he was off on, underthrew it, had the arm, just took a little off of it, and Major Burns had a one-handed pick. Had a one-handed pick. Absolutely great. Jason Morgan sends us some stars via Facebook. I appreciate that. So let's do this. Let's say um, let's get a couple more of these, and then we'll get to the king of college football and Bill King. Uh, Ryan Thibodeau says, analyses, Blake, analyses. Right, it is analyses. Uh, Henry says, Josh Williams looked better than Curry and Bradford last year. That's it's not, it's not wrong. And Brian asks, is Jared Small running with the ones? Not right now, but he's in the two deep. That's for damn sure. Uh, Stefan says, any word on punt and kick returns? It's looked like Sage Ryan uh, is going to get the um, the punt return duties. It looks like they might take Stingley out. Maybe in a critical situation, you'll get Derek Stingley back there. But I think that they're more than, um, more than for sure going to um, give Sage Ryan a shot. And if he can't do it, they're going to find somebody else. But I think Saturday they're going to give him the first shot. All right, last one, then we're going to get to Bill King. Travis says, uh, you just took it to a five, bro, LOL, bring it. Yeah, I think that was more than a five. I think that that was like a 55. I got to get to Father Hebert, though. He goes, taking notes on how to preach better based on Rafino's rants. <laughs> bro, come on, Father. Am I doing that for the kingdom? Father, is AYS really doing that for the kingdom? Come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, Ryan Thibodeau brings up an interesting. Josh Williams think it was Hunter Renfro. Guys, Hunter Renfro for crying out loud. Don't tell me if a kid's going to go out there and ball out, he can't do it. Get the frick out of here. All right, let's get to Bill King. Let's do this. Let's talk some college football with the king. Let's give him a call here. Bring, bring. Give Bill a call. Uh-oh. Hey, it's Bill. Bill, Blake Rafino, what's happening, my brother? Hey, man, never heard of you. Who? Who? <laughs> what? <laughs> Bill, we what's are up, live. Man? We are live. We are, we are we are on the hot mic. Uh so I do I do want to no tell worries. you I do want to tell you that, no worries. Hey, we're on the podcast though, Bill. If you want to drop some, you can. I mean, that's up to you, my brother. That's up to you. <laughs> Bill, I'm good, man. What? Bill, I appreciate you joining us tonight, my friend, and, and and always. It was good talking with you this morning. Bill, I just want to spend some time with you here next 10, 15 minutes, and I want to go around college football, mainly staying around the SEC. Bill, everybody's talking about Georgia, and everybody's talking about the chalky teams, and can Georgia be that team that takes the next leap? Can they take that leap and, and win the SEC? Can they finally get over that hump? Bill, tell me the truth. Do you think Georgia has the talent in the team that can win the SEC this year with Kirby? Let me give you my credentials. 1980, early September, I'm in Neyland Stadium, and I watch Herschel Walker walk onto the field for the first time ever. The greatest college football player ever. Not even close. He changed the game as a true freshman game one. As a 225-pound running back, 1980. So I can take you to Georgia before then as a kid growing up in the 70s. Georgia's always had talent. Georgia's always, that state is loaded. There used to be a big three statewide in football recruiting. It was California, Texas, Florida. 
For the last 10 years, it's been a big four. Everybody that don't see that and don't know what they're looking at. Georgia is loaded proximity-wise. They are as geographically advantaged, which is big, as any team on this college football planet. Can they win another natty since 1980? They've had a couple of close calls. Not long ago against Alabama, had the lead, lost in overtime, and, of course, the 2000 and uh, what team would that have been? The 12 team. Right. Or the, the no, 11 team. 11 team got down to the final seconds, had the ball in Alabama 6 and blew it. So they've had several teams that could do it. Yes, they have the talent capable, but one team has Nick Saban. And that's the problem. It's the neighborhood. They're not even in the same division, but it's the neighborhood they're located in. And I'm not sure I see that happening. Hmm. You know, Bill, it's interesting about Georgia is that it seems like every year we get to this time and everybody's like, Georgia, 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 they have the talent. Kirby's going to open it up. He's gonna, they're going to throw the ball over the field. They do have a quarterback, but I think they're going to have to go through somebody in the West, whether it be Alabama, LSU, whatever, and they got a big test week one in Clemson. Do you think, Bill, that that – I don't want to say the first game of the season because there's so much more football, but do you think that that first game of the season versus Clemson will show us everything that we need to know for them moving forward? Not necessarily. Now, this is a rare exception, but let me take you folks back. And that's why I'm the king of college football, because I've got historical perspective. <laughs> that's 1983, right. 1983, Miami opened the season losing by touchdowns. I believe it was 28-3, to but regardless, got killed in their opener. And to Florida, and they ended up winning the national championship. Played one of the better Nebraska teams I've ever seen. Maybe the biggest championship game upset ever was that 83, January 84 season. So, look, as long as you don't lose 45 to nothing or something, you get, let's say they lose 21 17. Clemson ends up in the playoffs, and you run the table and win the SEC in Alabama. They're in. The SEC gets more benefit of the doubt than any other league, but they can't have another loss. That's the point. You you have to be perfect after that to get in. Yeah, and I I think that you know it's going to be interesting. I think I don't know if people are going to start turning on Kirby. Bill, if he loses and he doesn't win an SEC, I don't know that. But I think a lot of people will start questioning him, and it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Bill, let's stay in the East. A lot of people – and look, this isn't a Jeff – Jeff in the Borough did not pay me to ask you this question, okay? I promise. <laughs> but Kentucky is getting a lot of uh, a lot of love, and I think it's because they have a good running game. Bill, I've, I think that they have the best offensive line, not just in the SEC. I think you could make the argument for the country. Do you think that this is the year that Kentucky – could be in that two or three mark where they could be pushing for an SEC title, or do you want to see it first before you believe it? Closest they will ever get is a couple of years ago when it came down to the Georgia game. And they can't match Georgia player for player. No. Now, I agree with you. They are producing the heck out of offensive linemen. They're very well coached up there. Their running game, their twosome at running back is a bunch of nasty dudes there. Quarterback position is a huge question. And we don't know if they can throw the ball. Defense is very fundamentally sound, but compared to the upper echelon limited in personnel, Kentucky will never win the division. And I don't say that for effect you. It's true. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I can't see it happening either. And if it, <laughs> Bill, if it happens, I'll pay Jeff in the borough hundred dollars. <laughs> well, but, but like, here's the deal. Let me let me give you the scenario: Georgia and Florida. And if Tennessee's right, and obviously they're not, they would have to be way off their historical average, not peaks, average for that to happen. That's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen either. I do think that, you know, just up front they can be physical. I think that's a tough game for, like, an LSU going to Lexington. I, I think that that, you know, a lot of people talk about yeah. that being the trap game. Look, you Bill, you start getting physical, you might beat some teams you're not supposed to. But I think that it's a little much. I think Florida's still got a lot of talent and recruiting shows us that. Bill King.
from the Bill King Show is joining us here live. We'll let him know. WNSR, guys, you know where to find him. You know where to go, but we'll let him tell you anyway. Bill, I want to go over to the West, and we got a lot of questions firing in about uh, about the Death Star, about Alabama and LSU. Let's just start off with Alabama. In the SEC, no one's had more uh, production left in one year other than LSU in 19, and now Alabama off the 20 season. But, Bill, they're going to get the benefit of the doubt, right? They still recruit well. They still have Nick Saban. Do you think that this is an Alabama team that you seek that can repeat, or do you believe that this is a team that could be vulnerable and could find themselves out of the SEC West and the SEC Championship, even maybe the playoff? The word can, absolutely can repeat. Now, here's why Alabama gets so much love. Nobody has put more equity in the bank than this current Alabama regime, Nick Saban. Equity in the bank means earned the right for everybody to assume, right or wrong, that they're going to win it again. They've won six of the last 12. Folks, you will never see anything like this again. There's Mm -hmm. never been anything like it, and they may win a few more, but you will not see this happen again into the future. You're witnessing it real time. You can tell your grandkids, I saw this. Look at it now. It ain't like that anymore. Absolutely. Now, here's, here's the one caveat, which is very possible. I'm not going to tell everybody I'd bet them Blake a bunch of money. They're going to win it again. But I wouldn't pick anybody else because my <laughs> average bet would be pretty well taken care of, right? If Bryce Young comes in, Bryce Young is a poor man's Kyler Murray. I'm not saying he's that, because <laughs> that one's established. You're talking about a superior 5'10 quarterback who can score from 90 yards out, throwing it or running it, Kyler Murray. Right. Bryce Young is that, but not quite that, okay? And he's about 5'10. Whatever they list him, he ain't six foot. <laughs> if for some reason he is not what we think he is, which this year, his first year to start, I think he'll be pretty good. Maybe not great, but pretty good. If he's not all that yet, that's the formula for everybody else. If he's right, then the SEC is going to have Alabama as the champion again. Mm -hmm. Bill, we've seen the outliers where Alabama has had situations where they've lost a lot of guys, they slip up, but they're always in that contention. LSU did it in 19. We saw what A&M beat them. I mean, not A&M. A&M beat them with Manziel. But what it's always taken, it seems like, is great quarterback play on the opposite side. So you have quarterbacks like Cam Newton, Johnny Manziel, Joe Burrow, and others that when you beat them, you have to have a great quarterback play. So I, I ask that question to say a lot of people are high on Texas A&M, but we don't even know who the starting quarterback is. Bill, are, are, is it safe to buy in the hype? I don't necessarily buy in the hype in A&M, but do you see them as a team that is, is a threat in the West and in college football this season? Yes, but I don't think they win at all. And when I say win at all, I don't mean the, the playoffs. I don't think they win the SEC. Now, they have recruited incredibly well. They're stout, both lines of scrimmage. They've got a stud running back and decent depth, maybe not all that much experience, incredible tight end play. They have stacked it up well. You're right. They've got to find a new quarterback. The quarterback room is very highly rated, but we haven't seen them yet. We haven't seen them when it really matters. Pajama football, which for everybody that doesn't know me, that's either seven on seven. Spring football don't matter either. Don't don't bring me any kind of spring news. That ain't the real thing. Scoreboard in September is the real thing. Right. If they are right at quarterback, they're a threat. I still think they're more top ten than top four, though. I don't think they're there yet. Bill, what do you? Th- I mean, is it quarterback play that gets in there? In your opinion, if he- let me ask you this, because I kind of agree with Brett Siantia. If they do have a good quarterback, then I think that they're, you know, obviously a legitimate team. Do you think that they're a quarterback away or a couple of recruits away from them being there? Getting there. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're borderline getting there. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of talent. Jimbo is refocused. Everybody wants to come at me about Jimbo 
after the national championship, and let's say starting that year with the Alabama A&M game was supposed to be the opening game of the century, which turned out to be a dud, quarterback got injured. Jimbo had a lot of issues then, guys. Not not to be excuse-making. He was in a bad, never-ending fight with the powers at Florida State. That would never get solved. Promises made that he knew weren't coming. And uh, I, he had some... Look, this is well-publicized, so I'm not trying to be mean. He had a marriage situation that was in a catastrophe mode. His wife cheated on him with a former Florida wide receiver. It's very well known. He has a child that has a horrible, very upsetting medical condition. Jimbo and Florida State needed a break. I'm not judging him the way he gets judged by the haters down the stretch there because he had, Blake, he had a lot of things coming at him that none of us could do well with. He's refocused. He's got energy. He's got a $75 million contract. <laughs> that matters. The money matters. I, look, I, I think dude's poised to be a problem. I really do. All right. Well, look, I got to ask you about some LSU because the fans are rioting. They're literally calling me out in the, in the comments and on Twitter, Bill, so I got to get to it. The, the 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 other team in the West that everybody is kind of sleeping on, in my opinion, obviously is LSU. Now you have the battle there. You do have Bama. Yeah. You do have A and M. You do have LSU. Bill, they got a lot of talent, but the question is, can they rebound rebound from a five and five season? They got a, a good quarterback. They have the depth on O line, D line, linebacker, and, and, and DBs. But the question is, Bill, can they put it all together? When you see this team on the surface, do you think it's a team that's going to rebound and could challenge an A&M at the later se- uh, last part of the season and even challenge ba- Alabama in early November? Okay, you just defined I was about to ask you what put it all together means, but you just, you just absolutely defined it. It's possible, but I got to tell you, and LSU fans don't want to hear this, and I know you don't want me to tell them what they want. <laughs> Go ahead. You want me to be honest. I want you to be honest. I think most of America, outside of the LSU family, which is a very prideful, strong family, doubts Coach O. Correct. I am more cla- uh, glass half empty. Now, I'm not talking about disaster, but I'm more of a doubter than a believer about Coach O the rest of the way. I can't deny 2019. I can't argue 2019. That may be the best year I've ever seen with a team from game one to the championship and each week getting better. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. I can't say they're the best team I've ever seen, but every week getting better and building on it. I don't know if I've seen that before. I can't deny that. But I don't know if that was lightning in a bottle and you went to the local mini mart to get some gas and you bought a lottery ticket, Blake, and you pull it out and said you just won $10 million bucks and you have no idea how. I don't really know. I think they're going to be good. But I doubt that they're a championship competitor. Ooh, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, don't, hey, don't give my phone number out. Either, <laughs> I'm going to give him Jeff in the Burroughs email. God, please, he sends me two every day. Uh, Bill, there are some questions that fire that are firing in here just around uh, college football. We have one from Kenny. Uh, and Kurt, the ask about Nebraska, believe it or not, do you think Scott Frost is able to get to a bowl game? And if he doesn't, do you think he's out in Nebraska after four years? I mean, if we play 12 games, if you have a pulse, you get to a bowl game, right? Right. That's nothing. Uh, Nebraska hasn't been a thing since they fired Frank Solich. And that was right after Dr. Tom. I interviewed Frank. It looked like it was going well. First couple of years, it was going really well. looked like the same chemistry, the same culture, the physicality. And they run him off for only winning nine games. Then they hired my boy Bo um, shortly thereafter, after Bill Callahan. And they ran Bo off, Bo Pelini. And I know he's, this last year wasn't a good look at LSU, but <laughs> Bo's still one of my boys. No, no, Nebraska will. I, Nebraska joined the Big Ten for two reasons. Number one, they hate Texas. 
and they hate Texas more than you and I have enough time to describe. Right. But number two, the money. I mean, the Big Ten right now divvies out more money than the SEC. It's $54 million a year. Now, Northwestern gets more money per conference affiliation right now than Alabama. Not saying they make more money, but per conference affiliation, they get more money. Mm-hmm. And um, they're not going to win any more in football. Their culture is dead. Bill, Bill Callahan killed it. But I've got no hope for the future. And, and even Scott Frost, who quarterbacks the culture, doesn't even see it. He's running the tick-tock offense, nickel and dime, uh, chuck and duck, lack of physicality offense. They don't play defense. I have no hope. I have no hope either. I think he's done, Bill, honestly. I think so, he's I think he's more done than a $5 steak and Waffle House, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. Uh, Bill, last one, because we do have some questions in here about what you believe in. Uh, I appreciate your time and your and, and with us. No worries. Oklahoma and Texas. I mean, Bill, is this the biggest thing since you've been covering college football? And I know that there's been a lot of storylines. I know that there's been conference reaffiliation and realignment and everything. But is Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC the biggest thing to happen to college football in the last? I don't want to say ever, but at least in the last thirty, forty years, in your opinion. Let me categorize it. I don't think I'm ready to say biggest thing modern history ever. By far, the biggest expansion news ever. Mm-hmm. Dropped right in our lap within the last couple of weeks. There is not another expansion story that rivals. This is Secretariat 1973 at the Belmont, winning the Triple Crown, and you look behind the horse, and there's no other horse. You're winning that far, right? There, there's no any. There's nobody else to take a look at. It's certainly that. And and let me just tell everybody: this is not about equality, meaning fairness or expansion of the playoffs or whatever. This is about the biggest money grab ever. The thinking is the SEC, when it becomes official, Texas and Oklahoma is playing in the league. Will go from about forty-five million per team to about ninety million, maybe more per team. That will be the SEC when this happens, Blake. And you've heard us talking about it on the show. The SEC as a league will then equal the NCAA's overall as a body, a governing body, intake and money. That's so. That's, that's what so this crazy. is about. This is not about anything else but the money. Bill, I just think it's going to be, like you said, with the money and everything coming on, I think it could be one of the biggest things that's ever happened. Like you, I don't know if I'm going to characterize it as the biggest thing ever, but we'll have to wait and see. And it it could be. I mean, think about it. Roy Kramer creating the BCS in uh, 19, well, for 1998 is a monstrosity. Nothing did more for college football than the creation of the BCS because it was the perfect imperfection. Had everybody fighting, which is good. It's drama. It's ratings. It's interesting. The teams that got screwed, it's perfect. Whether your audience agrees with the BCS or not, and I'm one of the only few that actually liked it, but it did more for the popularity. So to say that Oklahoma, Texas would be the most, you know, nuclear bomb type, Moment, I'm not sure about that. It, it really isn't complete. I, I would say number one would be the creation of the BCS. I know that the BCS machine still lives in your basement, Bill, or the, as the ad says on the Hey, w. hey, I went, hey, just for you, I went in there. It's got a full cord on it, right, like a mower. And I went in there and tried to crank it. It wouldn't start up. Very sad. Very sad, man. Oh, I don't know man. what to do. I think hey, it, if you had a video, like, I'm not a TikTok guy, but if you had a TikTok, it would be me over the BCS machine weeping. 
That's what it would be. <laughs> I think it's stuck on 2007, Bill, because we put some voodoo in Louisiana on that thing to get a two-loss LSU. That gum right. Yeah. <laughs> in there. All right, Bill, you've been fantastic, as always, my friend. I know a lot of people know where to catch you, but just in case, tell them where they can catch you every morning and, and, and everything you're doing with your show. Just go at Bill is King, and it shows you all the places. Awesome, my friend. You've been fantastic as always. Thank you very much, and we'll we'll talk a week from the day, my friend. Have a good night. Okay. Thank you, sir. That is Bill King, the king of college football. Guys, I know you're mad. I know you're mad, but listen to me. Listen to me for a second. Just listen to me. Listen. I come on this show regularly. Every night. I come on. Listen to me. So, everybody, everybody listen to me just very carefully. I come on this show every night and tell you the same exact thing weekly. Like it's not even close. Now, a lot of people don't bring on national guys. People don't bring on national guys that talk college football. But I'm going to tell you this. When I when I come on the show and say nationally they think LSU is not going to be good or or you have national Rudy, or, or local media members going out there and trashing LSU – I'm not making this shit up. Now, I think that Bill is giving his honest opinion of what he believes. There has nobody that has been bigger as a proponent for Louisiana and its culture. He pushes Louisiana more than anybody I know. Anybody I know. So, I will say this. Where he believes that LSU is going to be good, maybe not great, I will tell you he does have LSU third in the SEC West, but we'll have to wait and see. So just understand, (laughs) I see a lot of people are mad, and I get it. But understand when I come on this show and tell you a lot of people don't have respect or are not putting a lot of respect on LSU's team this season, I'm not lying to you. Now, I disagree with Bill on that take. But I also agree with a hell of a lot that he's got to say. I think that he's right about Alabama getting the respect because of what they've done with Nick. You got to give it to him. I get it, and I know you're going to get mad at me. So, And like Jason says now, more Blake, less that dude. Okay. Uh, Jamie says, Bill King, another Saban pole smoker. No, he roasts – listen, listen. Bill roasts uh, uh, Nick more than anybody I know. <laughs> uh, C. King says, I can't take Bill serious. Here's why he's hyping up a Jimbo – a up, a Jimbo, B. Kirby, each who hasn't done anything. Well, he didn't, he didn't hype up um, Kirby. Uh, I think he did hype up Jimbo. I did think he hyped up Jimbo. Harold Wood says, is it game day yet? Not not yet. Not yet. Bill, Bill Irishman, the Irishman Bill says, great show as always, Blake. Thank you, sir. And he says, Bill King put tomatoes in his gumbo. Actually, man, he doesn't. It's good. Actually, because of really damn good gumbo. Chili Vic says, can we get Bill uh, Kerlick from Ohio State 247? Uh, sure. I don't know who he is. I'll be honest. I have no idea who he is. Uh, I saw some comments about Coach Orgeron with Jared Small firing in here. Did I hear him? Yes. And I, I, this is what Ed said. He listed him as one of the starters. He didn't list him as a starter, meaning he's rotating in and out. But it, guys, let me tell you, something. film don't lie. Jared Small's not running a lot of snaps with the ones currently. I'm telling. Listen to me. Ed has said that. Ed said that he's got four defensive tackles that he considers starters. Film don't lie, dog. Scrimmage don't lie. Film don't lie. Who's running with the twos? Just telling you. And look, again, if Jared Small can go out there and Jared Small can play and he does start, I don't give a shit if that kid's a walk-on. Does not matter to me. Doesn't matter to me. Uh, Todd Sheila says, wouldn't say hated, just hasn't earned the respect of some and others around the league. Uh, Stephen Mills says, Blake Reed Craig. Uh, Craig Schilling says, Bill posts his guest lineup each day for a show on Twitter with a let's go. That's true. Dude, There, guys, there's no one that loves Louisiana more 
than that man. I, pr- I, I promise you that. I promise you that. Uh, that three three seven guy says, and it's okay. Bill is more than welcome to be wrong, and that's and that's the truth. He may be wrong, uh, guys. I think that he's wrong. I think that he. I do think that he's wrong, and I do have. I do think LSU has the talent to be ten and two, eleven and one. I do think that they slip up somewhere. I, I'm I'm going to be honest. My the team for me is Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss is going to be a couple a pair of teams that they're not supposed to. Been saying it for six months. Been saying it for six months. And you can disagree with him. I disagree with him. That doesn't mean that I I hate him, as some people are in here saying. Uh, Jeremy says, would respect the opinion more if he cited youth, coordinator uncertainty, QB depth issues, et cetera. Just seemed like – just seemed to lack a real why. Well – he did somewhat say that. What he said was is that everything around Orgeron. So what does he mean when he says everything around Orgeron? He's talking about Title IX. He's talking about coordinators that are unproven. Guys, you got to understand, he's th- he said that Ellis, from the outside looking in. So what he's trying to say, again, this is not my words, and I'm not agreeing with him. From the outside in nationally, you hired two coordinators that have never called plays in their opinion. You have talent, but Coach O had a 5-5 five and five season. That is the perception. That's not going to be the reality. <clears throat> That's not going to be a reality. Just telling you. Blaine Smith says best players should play, no apologies. And Ed will. Ed will. He, I mean, guys, just don't listen to – don't listen to camp depth charts. Camp depth charts are bullshit. They've been bullshit with Ed, too. Um, Harold Wood says, hashtag ask Blake, who's the first guy on the field at linebacker week one? Um, it's going to be hard for me to see that Damone Clark and Baskerville won't be the guys, um, but I think you could have a Mike Jones. I think you could have a – you're going to have to have experience in there. This isn't going up against Georgia Southern week one. You're going to have to have guys in there that with experience. I still think that it's a trio currently, and film that again does not lie. If it's going to be Damone, uh, uh, if it's going to be Baskerville, I think Jared Small gets some reps, and I do think Mike Jones gets reps. I think Bug Strong is going to get reps. I'm not saying Jared Small is going to be the odd guy out because he is doing a lot of good stuff in camp, but I do think over a time and what film has shown currently is that I do think Bug Strong – like, uh, uh, I forget the uh, – who was it that came over the middle? Um, who was that? No, it wasn't Besh. I forget, and Bug Strong liked somebody, like, decletes somebody. So, we'll see. He lists him as a starter, not the starter. Four defensive tackles can't play. He named four defensive tackles as starters. Jaqueline Roy – um uh, uh uh Neil Farrell, Glenn Logan when he was healthy, and and uh your boy Joseph Evans. You can't have four of them that play. Uh Brandon Reese says, even if Coach O went out there and won his second title in three years, this coming season people still probably won't give him credit. No, I don't agree with that, Brandon. Honestly, if Ed Orgeron wins two titles in three years, no, he will be on that uh, he will be on that tier. He will be on that tier because then you can't deny it. Like Bill mentioned, he he does not know if it was lightning in a bottle. I, I don't believe it. Obviously, it wasn't lightning in a bottle when you hire Brady and you get Burrow and all this kind of stuff. But if he wins two, two titles in three years, you can't deny him anymore. You can't deny him. Um, Jason says, LSU has won three titles since the 80s. Georgia zero. Yeah, and that's what he said. <laughs> Guys, were y'all listening? Uh, Kevin says, start off good with UCLA and improve each week. No stop in LSU. There we go. Marvin says uh, to Blake Rafino, which is me, <laughs> how my boy Langwild looking? I think he's got a little things he needs to improve on. I think he's just a young, you know a younger guy that's got some stuff he's got to improve on. I mean, there's guys, when I say stuff like that, it, people get so bent out of shape, like so bent out of shape. 
I think he's going to play some special teams. And I know that there's people saying that he's going to play um, – that he's going to play uh, some at safety. Man. Guys, I don't know that. Jeff King says uh, – Jeff King. Jeff, too, says Bill King has always been a stand-up guy. Trust me, if he's wrong – He'll be the first to admit it. Guys, he had a – listen to this. He had a three-hour roasting show on himself. He called himself out for three straight hours after LSU won, a, won the national title. <laughs> Roasted himself. That's not easy to do. If he's wrong, he's wrong. Now, he came in here hot, and I knew he was going to do it. But listen, to all of you that don't list national shows, that should give you an idea. That should give you an idea. Um, I see Josh is going back and forth with people. Uh, as uh, Brandon Reese brings up some interest, it's hashtag ask Blake, uh, did you hear about Baylor's punishment today? I did. That should, that should tell everyone about LSU what their punishment's going to be. That should tell LSU what, uh, everybody LSU, guys, LSU's not going to get popped worse than Baylor. The NCAA has lost their footing. And, and, and to the NCAA, too, Make your freaking decision on Will Wade. Stop pussyfooting around. Get after it. Make a damn decision. Do what you got to do. If you can't find the money, which there is no money, then you can't come up with anything. It's like, guys, so I'm not going to get into it, but my past is my past. My future is my future. And what I mean by that is some of you know what my dating, my 9 to 5 is. Okay, or eight to four, whatever you want to call it. You know my past and what my past was and what I used to do. When it comes to investigations, you can't pull bullshit out of the current air. You can't pull bullshit out of the air because you think it happened. Because John Calipari and his slick back hair, love the Italians with slick back hair, not throwing no shade at my man, wants to report your ass. Everybody in their mama is going to Dick Vitale and his oatmeal-eating, raisins-eating self and saying stupid shit on Twitter. Make a freaking decision. Make a freaking decision. All right, I'm going to – this is what we're going to do. I'm going to table who would you take more – or who who would you rather um, take until tomorrow because we're almost at the end of time. I'm going to I'm going to table that till tomorrow. I'm going to table it. Uh see King and then I, I was going to do the, the do the segment did Ed do it again? Guys, I think Ed Orgeron did do it again. I think that he's got two fantastic coach uh coordinator hires. I fully I believe it in my bones. I've seen it. I just fully believe it. I believe that he's had two great coordinate not gr- I'm not going to say great yet. I'm going to say good because the G word great is a little out there. I'm going to say he's had two good coordinator hires. Let's see if LSU can capitalize on it. Uh, C. King says the 5-5 five and five season doesn't represent who we really are. Let's not act like we didn't have opt-outs. Saban is the greatest of all time, but how many players miss games due to COVID? Zero. That's a good point. And look, you have to, you ha- <laughs> you have to take COVID for what it is. It's an outlier. Guys, we've never had a world pandemic in our lifetime in our lifetime, nobody here lived during the Spanish flu. I promise you. Nobody in this chat's 100 years old. I promise you that. So in our lifetime, we've never had it. Does LSU get back to 9-3, and 10-2, 11-1? As Josh Rogers, who's an Ohio State fan, says, I think LSU goes 7-5 and five this year. Want to bet on it. If you guys want to bet him on it, hit him up. Because I don't think L- – LSU won't go seven and five because Ed will be fired because you'll have Rudy Poos like Moscona going out there saying fire him, fire him, fire him because of the Title IX stuff that's tacked on top of him. Uh, last couple and then we'll get out of here. The main thing that I love about Coach O, he's going to play the best player. Period. Period. No favoritism. That's true. And Darren says agree one hundred ten percent makes for better shows. Besides, some of the local media doesn't know what they're talking about anyway. No, they don't. No, they do not. Um, last one. We're gonna get out of here. Go watch TigerBait.com. Mike Scarborough and Buddy Sanjay. I think Buddy's on tonight. I don't. I don't remember. Uh, but go to Ti- LSU Tigers on TigerBait. Uh, his show follows ours. It says oatmeal. Uh, Kirk Schilling says oatmeal raisins pudding eating Dicky V. Amen. And Jeff asks if uh, lightning strikes a bottle twice. I think that it can. I think multiple bottles got struck. All right, guys, let's get out of here. 
Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. We got a big lineup. Mike Scarbo, I think uh, my good friend Jake Crane from the J Boy Show is going to be joining us tomorrow. So it'll be a big show. And thanks again to our good friend, Mr. Bill King. All right, guys, have a good night. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace out. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.